Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people and launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. My name is Dan Demite and I'm joined here today not with my co-host Patrick Rice, but with another great friend and brother in Christ, Aaron Richards. Aaron, welcome to Encounter. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here again. Yeah, so Aaron has been a guest on our show in the past, and he is co-hosting with me today. So Aaron and I, we run a ministry called Damascus, and one of the anchor uh, programs and missions of Damascus is Catholic Youth Summer Camp, where we transform thousands of young people's lives every summer. And Aaron and I, we've actually, we've been doing uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp together since 2001. I don't even think we mentioned that on the last show no i've known dan since he was like wearing studded bracelets and belts oh yes that's right i was a punk rocker so we went we went to the same grade school went same high school same college um and 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 we've been doing ministry together since Mm -hmm. we were like uh 16 17 years old so it's pretty exciting um so aaron why don't you open us up in prayer today absolutely let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Amen. amen God, we bless you for all the good that you have done in our lives, Jesus, and and just for who you are. Father, thank you for the work that you are about, um, not only in and through us, but especially in the lives of the people that you've called us to encounter. Jesus, I thank you especially for the the ministry of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, for what you're doing through each of our families, for the work of St. Gabriel Radio. Uh, God, and for Catholic parishes and ministries that are, that are seeking your heart and doing your work everywhere and every day. We come into uh, the opportunity to meet with amazing people, um, Jesus, and just to live the life that you've called us to live and to see it lived out in extraordinary ways. So, Jesus, bless the work that we're about. Um, bless the work of, of every person who's listening to this show today. Uh, God, and continue to be about the work of, of mission in the world. And Lord, I just pray that today you would transform our listeners' lives, that they would grow to hear your voice more. They would grow to know you more. I pray that um, just a release of joy would come from heaven during this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyone listening that's lacking hope, Lord, I just pray that you'd pour forth hope that God is going to bring you hope, listeners, today. God's going to bring you uh, an increase of joy. God wants to um, reprioritize your life and allow you to see things from his perspective, not a worldly perspective. Lord, we just thank you. We pray that you would uh, bring a renewal of the mind, shift our mindsets today, that we would see like you see. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Aaron, this is going to be fun, okay? This is going to be so fun. So we, uh, you know, ministry is hard sometimes. Like Jesus says, if we're in ministry, we're going to get like rebuked and persecuted and all of that. (laughs) But when Aaron and I were young, we chose to to do the best kind of ministry ever. We run a high adventure summer camp. So so our persecution usually revolves in like riding jet skis and playing paintball and and having fun. So, So it's a different kind of like hard ministry. Uh, but can you give a context for what is Catholic Youth Summer Absolutely. Camp? Absolutely. So we started in 2001. That was a long time ago. Long time and, ago. Uh, we started as a, as a parish outreach here in lo- one of the local parishes in, in Columbus, Ohio. And we've been blessed to see over the course of 15 years that God's just grown this ministry from grassroots all the way to... Honestly, I mean, I, I want to be bold in saying that this is one of the most impactful ministries that's happening in the, in the church today for young people. Uh, we... We're a, we're a ministry where we seek to live the adventure of our Catholic faith. Our mission is to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of their faith through high adventure activities, 
um, through world-class programming and, and through an environment of encounter. And we do that at Catholic Youth Summer Camp through high adventure activities leading to a high adventure faith. So, so students come and join us for a week of, uh, like Dan suggested, of the jet skis, of the high ropes course, of uh, the paintball, um, of all of the exciting things that make camp what camp is. And uh, we use that as a vehicle to, to introduce them to a relationship with God, to introduce them to a prayer life where they're able to, to encounter the voice of God and to, and to live a life of evangelization, to live a life of mission. Yeah, you know, the Dynamic Catholic Institute did a, a major research um, <clears throat> process, and they came up with the fact that 89%, so like five out of six uh, young people, are falling away from their faith before, uh, within 10 years after their confirmation. Yeah. So like if, if your parish listeners has 100 students in their confirmation class, that means uh, 89% of them are going to fall away from the faith before they even graduate college, right? Like that's insane. 89 mm-hmm. of them will fall. And so well, it's not uh, only insane, it's, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. <laughs> Why are we bleeding out? And, and um, what, we, what we're striving to do is to help young people in middle school and high school have a life-changing encounter. So that yeah. same study realized that of those um, who remained Catholic, that they identified some event or an experience that triggered their faith commitment. Yep. And and that's what and I think sometimes in ministry like we can get critical of like, oh, like it can't just be about mountaintop experiences. And of course it can't, but like you see all through scripture, mm-hmm. where do people encounter God? On the mountaintop. On the mountaintop, right? And so like <laughs> we 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 are we supposed to live in the desert as the people of God? No. Like we want to be equipped yeah. in times of dryness, but we want to be able to find mountaintop experiences where Christ awakens our faith and shows us who he is, so that when we leave the mountain, what do we want to do? We want to bring other people up to the mountain, Amen. right? <laughs> like, like, hey, I encountered this guy, and, and he transformed my life. Let's get up yeah. there with him. And um, so, one of the, one of the coolest things is as as we, you know, Dan and I, uh, as as we and our staff go through our day to day, it's easy, even in church world, to to get overwhelmed by the by the day to day grind of work. And it's so good to be reminded of actually encountering relationship with the lives that are being transformed. So we get the blessing every day to work with an amazing staff of missionaries who are really working on the front lines in in living this call to discipleship and living this call to mission. And it's so good to to actually see and to engage in the individuals whose lives are being touched. And uh and that's who we have with us with us today. Yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna bring on the show a few of our campers. They've been coming to camp, and their lives have been transformed. You know, I think one of the keys in ministry, Aaron, is that it's not just about leading young people to have an encounter with Jesus. Like mm-hmm. this show is all about highlighting people's encounter with Jesus, and then how they are are living lives of extraordinary mission. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, and that's what we're about with uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We want to bring young people to an encounter with Jesus, but it's not just about forming disciples and young disciples. It's mm-hmm. actually about forming young missionary disciples. And it's not about watering the faith down. Our bishop here in Columbus one time, he said something that was so profound. Someone asked a question at a, 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 a meeting for youth ministers, and um, basically the uh, bishop's response was, you know, I think we need to provide a faith a faith that kids don't grow 
out of, but they grow into. Yeah. And and I think so often our outreach to young people is something where kids are like, oh, well, I'm grow. I grew out of that. Like it was mm-hmm. too, like it was too childish. It was watered down. And like, yeah. um, and I think what we're trying to provide is a faith that young people grow into, yeah. where it's like, well, we're going to teach you how to hear the voice of God. We're going to teach you how to have a daily prayer life and and, and how to meditate on Scripture through Lexio Divina. We're going to we, you know, our campers go to daily mass and we teach them every day before mass about another element of the mystery yeah. of the mass. So why do we do the offertory? Why do we have the penitent? Potential right. What is the epiclesis? Like, how yeah. many fifth graders and sixth graders do you know that are able to define the epiclesis? Right. Yeah. Like, because we're trying to engage them into the mystery, yeah. um, so they grow into their faith as it, opposed to and, out of it. Yeah. And so often, our temptation in, in ministry is to set the bar low. Right. It's to it's to water down the truth so that it can become accessible. Yeah. And I think that's the you know that's what we've been told we have to do to actually engage young people, and that's that's not reality. We have to raise the bar so that they can rise to it. And and here's the good thing. The good news is that it works. It actually works. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> it is. And young people are hungry for it, and it's contagious. So what we've seen is year after year, um, our, our camp numbers grow. And camp numbers don't grow because we have a lot of, like, really, um, you know, uh, awesome marketing plans and all these awesome like really marketing agents. highly attractive <laughs> amazing talented directors yeah, yeah no it's growing <laughs> because our young people are actually becoming evangelists and uh, just like St. Andrew when he encountered the living God he goes to his brother Peter and says come and see I've met the Messiah I've found the Messiah and yeah. that's what we see from our campers they encounter the living God and then we send them back into their schools on mission and they go to their friends and their classmates and their Sports mates and they're like, come and see. I've I've encountered the Messiah. And then and they invite. And so much of evangelization is invitation. Amen. It's it's about inviting your friends or the people in your life into environments that are yeah. going to transform. And like I think sometimes we're like, oh man, I've got to figure out all the perfect ways to evangelize my coworkers or my friends and I can't or my family and I can't figure out how to evangelize them at the dinner table. And of course, it's hard to evangelize at work, but what if instead we just invited our coworkers Amen. to an alpha program, yeah. to a pro, uh, like to a ministry program at our church, to, to invite them into relationship with other Christians from our community, where now all of a sudden, like I, I'm introduced to the community of the faithful, yeah. the church, and my life is transformed through yeah. the Eucharist. And our, our guests today are gonna are gonna show us that in in one of the most intimidating ways possible. I think sometimes we would even think, man. I could do this to strangers. Like I could, I could tell strangers about Jesus. I, I might even be able to tell my coworkers about Jesus, but my family. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's intimidating, right? <laughs> Amen to that. We've got two sisters today. Sister, sister. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that may need to be edited out. <laughs> who oh, are, no, that's who are gonna who are gonna share their witness of of the life that they are living together, even in in middle school and high school. Um. And we're we're so excited to see this. We we know this family well, and they've been a part of our ministries here for I don't know four, five, six years, and uh, they're truly living this uh, this call to missionary discipleship. Awesome! So we're going to take a quick break. If you're listening to this show, don't go anywhere because we're going to have a seventh grader and a twelfth grader on Encounter Radio sharing about their life changing encounter and how they are leading other people to encounter the living God and transforming their parishes and their schools and their family. We will be right back. My name is Father Matthias Thalen, and I want to invite you to the Encounter Conference January 3rd through 5th, 2019 at the Seagate Center in Toledo, Ohio. This conference is going to be a time of spiritual refreshment, encouragement, empowerment, 
an impartation for more of the Holy Spirit for the sake of evangelization. And we're inviting evangelization leaders from all over the country. Not only that, it's our conviction that God wants to raise up families that are familiar with the supernatural, that can actually do the things that Jesus did. And so we're going to have a teen track. We're going to have a kids track so that they too can do what Jesus did. To learn more about this conference and to register, please visit Encounter2019.com. Encounter2019.com. Hope to see you there. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people and launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. So Aaron, we are going to give our audience a treat right now. I can't wait. For the first time in Encounter history, we have two <laughs> minors sharing their conversion story. Wow, let's welcome in studio both Lizzie and Kate. Yay! Welcome, ladies. All right, so Lizzie, just for our guests, can you just introduce yourself? Like, what grade are you in? I'm in seventh grade at Immaculate Conception School. Wow. And what age are you? I'm 12. Oh, that is such power. And then, uh, <laughs> Kate, how old are you? I am 17. And you guys are sisters, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I just, Aaron, like in uh, in the Gospels, Jesus refers to James and John as like the sons, sons of, of thunder. thunder. Yeah. Like, so I'm just going to proclaim you guys as the daughters of thunder. That's pretty exciting. Listeners, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is just a powerhouse uh, um sister relationship that just is, is sharing their love for the Lord with the world. Yeah. So why don't, why don't you start with just sharing kind of your conversion story, how you fell in love with Jesus uh, yeah. with the world. So Lizzie, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Um, probably the first time was the first time when I was like singing during like a time of adoration. And it was like, it just like literally hit me. It was really cool. Because, like, I had never really experienced, um, like, Jesus. And during that time, I was like, I didn't really put him first. I didn't think about it. I probably just, I was just living my life without, like, even caring about, like, hey, there's someone out there who wants to know me, who wants to love me. Mm. And I think that, like, completely, like, that truth was really showed to me, shown to me when, like, during adoration, when I just saw, like, saw, it, like, showed me the face of Jesus. So it was, it was really cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. So when you say you saw the face of Jesus, what do you mean by that? Um, when, like, the monstrance came out, it, like, just, like, um, the Luna, it was, like, I thought it was, like, I had this really weird sensation, so Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the face of Jesus. So I think that's him showing that, like, it is him. (laughs) Awesome. So, Lizzie, most normal—was this in sixth grade? Yeah. So most normal sixth graders, like, are are bored at mass. Like, Mm -hmm. they they haven't necessarily—wouldn't say, like, they've had this powerful encounter with Jesus' love in the Eucharist. Why? Like, what— why do you think that you were were able to see Christ in the Eucharist so beautifully and fall in love with him? Hmm. I don't really know, but I think it's just, I think I was able to because God like had this like in store for me, had like a plan for me to like figure out that like he was in my heart and like he was with me, like probably in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. just like at that time, like it was his plan. So I think, Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing. Lizzie, one of the things that I, th- I think we've noticed that God really responds to is hunger. Do you, mm-hmm. w- 
How would you say that you were hungry for God's presence in your life in sixth grade? Um, probably just because, um, like, I was really searching for something that I needed to, like, have comfort and to feel loved. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like I had that. And I feel like when, like, I was, like, searching for something like that, I found Jesus. So, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Do you think other people are searching for that? Yes, definitely. <laughs> How do you see that? Um, Probably just, like, especially with my friends, just seeing them just, like, at school if or in, like, mass, just seeing them sitting there, just saying the thing, seeing the responses and singing without, like, no meaning. And I feel like they're looking for something that, like, they don't have. Yeah. What did you do in response? Like when you got home from this Eucharistic encounter and you were seeing your friends with no like passion or, or purpose at Mass, like what did you do in response? I think I was just like sh- trying to share the joy of like what I had received. And I just like, I was kind of getting disappointed because I was like, God, why aren't you like, why aren't you doing this for them too? And I felt like it was, like, my turn. Since he helped me, it was my turn to help them. Mm. Yeah, so praise the Lord. And what did you do to help them? Um, Kind of, I think I was, like, I um, interacted with some of the kids more. And just, like, not caring, like, if, like, or being nervous around them. And just, like, being kind to them and including them. Probably just, like, being joyful and being kind and just trying to be, like, the face of God to Mm -hmm. them. Praise the Lord. I love it. All right, Kate, that's that's your little sister. Don't let you can't let your little sister show you up, right? That was pretty powerful. She she's just like, yeah, I went to adoration and Jesus blasted me with His merciful love. Uh, So, Kate, why don't you share with our audience, like, how did you encounter Jesus? Um, well, there's been many instances, but, um, I kind of like, I heard about like, I grew up knowing my faith, but not like knowing who God was. And so I kind of, I just, the first time I think I really like, like saw God or I started like realizing like, oh, there's something more and I've been like missing out just like all this time, but was mm, probably in adoration, just kind of like every adoration has always been like a pivotal like time where I like see like God and I kind of, I don't know, it's really easy to hear God in adoration. So I have heard God probably many different times in adoration, but that yeah. would be like... That's awesome. Yeah. Kate, so many people your age would say, like, I've never heard God. Like, I try to pray, but I never hear God speak to me. Like, how would you contextualize? When you say you hear God, like, what do you mean by that? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get really mystical on us right now. It's kind of... I didn't really know how to listen to God until, like, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So... When I kind of like realized, it's, I feel like it's different for every person, but for me, it was, I, it's just kind of like, I would try to like silence all of my thoughts and 
it would kind of be like my inner conscience <laughs> talking. Mm-hmm. And then I would just kind of hear, and you have to like, it comes with a lot of trust. You have to trust, I mean, so much trust that you can, it's actually like his voice and it's not just like yourself. So I had to like grow and like understand that that was actually not myself talking and it was actually God like speaking to me through like my like inner conversation and like dialogue with myself. Praise the Lord. That's so <laughs> mature to, to understand and to wrestle with. Yeah. The Have you, uh, what are some things God's told you in prayer? Oh, um, <laughs> About yourself. I am a leader, which sometimes to me doesn't come as, sometimes not as easy as I think it is or for me to lead. But in, um, I have so much confidence in myself, but sometimes it like those lies will like come in and be like, you shouldn't say that or just like cert- just little things. And so reminding or he just like reminding myself or him, God reminding me that I am like confident and like courageous and powerful and everything that I say and how I encounter people can like actually like make an impact. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, I love that because you talk about the inner lies, right? And so many of us just struggle with these lies inside of our, our minds where the evil one just wants to whisper to us like, you're not strong enough, right? And But when you know the voice of God mm-hmm. and you can go to him in prayer, you can hear him say, yeah, okay, you're confident, you're yeah. strong, you're powerful. And then you're able to mm-hmm. respond to those lies and be like, hey, I am confident, yeah. I am powerful. And you're just a, a weak little liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So how have you acted like in times of like, Okay, I'm nervous, or I have I'm in, I'm faced with fear, but I'm going to move in confidence and power and strength as a leader. Like so, God inspires you in prayer. He speaks to you. He tells you who you are. You are my leader. You're strong, and now you're going to respond by overcoming fear and difficulty. Oh gosh, um, probably I kind of if I'm ever in a if I was in a situation like that, I probably, I kind of ha- go back to that like inner like <laughs> dialogue and I like talk to God and I like, mm-hmm. um, I, a lot of times I ask the Holy Spirit like what I should like say or if there's anything about this, like if I was talking to a person or a group or like leading a group or with like, my or even just with my classmates, I would kind of sometimes I ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything like about the other person that I should like there's something just like I don't know if does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so you ask Holy Spirit, is there something about this other person that you want to share? Yeah, with them. Or there's something they need to hear from God that I need to like say to them mm-hmm. or that's awesome. Pray with them, yeah. So that's like the gift of prophecy, right? Where you're asking Holy Spirit, can you just reveal yeah. something about this person and, and let me share that word with them? So mm-hmm. hey, do you have any stories about when that's happened? Um, Probably whenever I'm in, well, I went on um, at Watterson, we have Kairos, the retreat, mm-hmm. and I went on it last year with a couple of juniors. And then as seniors, we now have led it. And so we had our own small groups. And so a lot of times, like when I'm in that like situation, I, um, it kind of reminds me to like 
go to God also, which is kind of good because sometimes you just need that reminder. But and I would just if like someone was asking a question or they like needed or a word or a specific just if they had a question, a lot of times I would ask God in that situation and he would usually give me an answer because a lot of times like by intuition, I kind of just know if that's like I should say that or if it came from God and I should Mm. just like speak that. And a lot of times I always do, which, so yeah. (laughs) I love that. Praise the Lord. That's so awesome. Okay. When would you say in your life you started like having that relationship with God where you were talking to him and understanding his, his Mm word? Um, probably not until like, just like two years ago, even because I would always like speak to God and like, I mean, of course there's like different types of prayer and like there's asking and, but there's also like, I realized there was listening and like, or receiving in, um, so like, yeah, two, two years Mm -hmm. ago in prayer, I kind of just like, and also with help of like other people in my life and like friends and, um, they just kind of like help me like attune to like hearing his and, voice. And, and the, the cool thing is in, in two years time, the, the, the way you're speaking now, even as a senior in high school is just so mature in, in intimacy and in relationship mm-hmm. with him. And it's cool to see how even in just in two years of pursuing that type of a, of a relationship with him, that, that your whole your whole uh, perspective on on your spiritual life and, mm-hmm. and relationship with Jesus yeah. can be transformed. Yeah, yeah. In in John's Gospel, Jesus Jesus says, you know, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Um, they understand him because they they know his voice because they they follow him because they know his voice, and they'll never follow a stranger, but they'll run away from the stranger because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. That's in John chapter ten, verse four. And uh, I see that being played out mm-hmm. so clearly in your life that, that yeah. because you know the voice of your shepherd, because you know the voice of Jesus, that you're able to make those choices and ignore those lies. And you're going to be such an inspiration to your friends and to your family. Amen. All right, girls, so you both love praise and worship. You're like worship junkies, right? Like, give me <laughs> yeah. some more worship, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, and like, you got kind of have like a twitch because you, you need some more worship. And uh, so... So, so like, what, what, like, why do you love to worship the Lord so much? And why should the church, like, why do we want to, like, break out in a jubilant, like, song of praise to Jesus Christ? Like, why should we wake up as a church? What makes you fall, like, what has made you fall in love with worship so much? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mainly, I think for me, just, like, the joy, I think, of, like, the Lord and, just his like presence kind mm. of that makes me want to sing or just like rejoice. And so I feel like praise and worship is a very good way. Um, at least it has been for me to do that and to just kind of like show even like gratitude to like the fact that he did give us all like voices to like praise him. And mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Yeah. Kate. <laughs> Thanks. What about you, Lizzie? <laughs> probably because like it always like it has seemed like the songs when we sing them i always feel like there's so much like truth in the songs and i feel like when i like proclaim them i feel like i'm proclaiming them telling like god like yes like this is true you love me this all of these things are true and i feel like 
it always just like is a way that you can like come to know God better. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Praise the Lord. So, what uh, do you think? Um, do you, do you believe that God is real? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so if 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 God wasn't real, would worship be really weird? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, you know, like, could you imagine, like, so so you've been in gatherings right before, like, kind of explain for our listeners who've never heard of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, who've never been to Catholic Youth Summer Camp, explain to them what, what, what does even worship look like when you're in a, a room with, um, you know, 350 people, what's it look like? Um, <laughs> can vary, but yeah, <laughs> um, you definitely see a lot of smiling people yeah um um maybe you're one of those people who likes to praise with your hands up like to the lord um or even just like i mean yeah or like or kneeling kneeling just yeah any you kind of got this like re- i'm just picturing like imagine if like you didn't believe that god was real and you walked in this room with 350 like middle schoolers or high schoolers and they're singing at the top of their lungs their hands are raised they're like falling down on knees or or like um just like just experiencing like w- jubilant laughter or or tears mm-hmm. of love or and uh <laughs> and you're like wait a second yeah. like it, it would be ridiculous to worship <laughs> like this if if god wasn't real right and just how when when we enter into worship it almost says to the world like listen we believe with all of our heart, that there's this invisible God whose presence we're in right now that we can worship, and um, and it's 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 foolishness in the world, right? It's foolishness in the yeah. world's eyes, uh, and it's just a testimony to faith, which is cool. All right, girls. So you believe that Jesus is real. Do you want others to believe that Jesus is real? Yes. Do you want <laughs> others to encounter Jesus's love? Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you? Um, well, before I get there, because I want to, I want to hear how you're leading others to, um, with joyful expression to encounter Jesus. But um, so, so like you haven't, it, everything hasn't always been picture perfect in your life, right? You've had uh, crosses in your life. So, Kate, when you were like eight years old or seven, you found out that your mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so, um, what has that journey been like? Um, well, when I was younger, I didn't really, like, think of it that much. I kind of just would, like, be like, oh, my mom has cancer. Just, like, not really. It was kind of because when you're younger, you don't really, like, think of all the details. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just that. But um, and kind of, and you'll notice is, like, throughout our entire, like, lives, like, with her, we never, like, you wouldn't have known that, like, she did have cancer. So we lived our lives like we like she didn't have it. And she lived her life like she didn't have that, like, disease that was, like, with her. So I kind of grew up just, like, normally. It would not, like, I feel like if some, maybe it might have been different for, like, everyone is different, like, with, Um, different people they have who have like diseases like that but with us it was kind of like yeah I think we were blessed in that way also Um, it was such a like filled and like full life like that we had like during those my 16 years with her so um, but as I grew up it like of course you like have that background like worry but in kind of just yeah 
that's how I, as I got older, I like would worry about it more. But um, I kind of, my faith was my only thing that kind of like um, got me to like remembering that um, kind of like just that God has a plan and that he only like wants the best for me and just like for my family. And so he would never like, it wasn't, um, and through this, like ever since she passed away, it was kind of like, it's still a process. And, but, um, realizing that it's like, definitely it, God would never like do anything like that in anyone's life. Like it just has to do with like, um, there's like God's will and God's like permissive will. And so it's not really, that wasn't God's will. And so I have kind of realized that. And so that's what's like got me mm-hmm. a lot like through just like so far. And I'm sure uh, there will be different like humps and like bumps in the road. But um, so far, that's what's like God is always going to be, I guess, faithful and like He's never going to do anything that's not going to be, like, um, he'll always make something, like, good out of, like, bad things. Mm. So, so Lizzie, most people who describe you would say, like, you're one of the most joyful people they know, right? Yeah. And Maybe and even the most joyful person in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Uh, earlier, someone was sharing uh, a story of how like you got uh, a head injury uh, one time, and you're like bleeding, and you're laughing, and you're like, wow, this is wonderful. So that's great. Usually when you're bleeding from your head, you're not like laughing and with, with utter joy. So um, this past year, your, your mother uh, lost the battle to cancer, and she passed, mm-hmm. and even in the midst of all of that, both of you have remained so joyful. And um, how has your faith um, inspired the joy or what is the cause of your joy that through suffering and through not little suffering, like major suffering, you've been able to stay joyful? Probably. I think the way I've like found to be able to be joyful is probably by like looking at the like incredible example of my mom like every day she would wake up go and make breakfast for all of us then she would make my lunch i would go to school she would be doing laundry doing whatever when we came home but she like never thought about herself she always she was completely selfless and was like what can i do for my family today or for like others today and like i feel like she lived with joy just i think by doing that it brought so much joy into her heart and i feel like if i like begin to like be selfless and like care about other people and like do what i can for others i feel like it'll like bring so much joy and to just be like happy that like hey there's people who are happy to know me and like who are like um happy because of my incredible example so yeah awesome i love that so how do you um has has it been hard to remain uh giving to others when you have difficulties in your own life and how have you been other focused even through difficulties yes it has been hard to like it's hard when i want to be like try to be kind to others but when i'm like suffering and like when i'm down it's hard to do that and like i feel like Sometimes people don't notice 
when, like, you're down or, like, um, upset or, like, about, like, about my mom or, like, or suffering in some way. People just don't notice, and I feel, like, kind of down from that. And it's, like, hard to, like, um, be, like, kind to others Mm -hmm. when I feel like they're not being the same to me. Mm. So you both, you shared earlier about how, you know, when you're in adoration or when you're praying, God speaks to you. So in this past year while you've been undergoing this great trial, um, what are some of the things God's been sharing with you in prayer to encourage you? Um, For me, probably just that, like, he's never going to leave me. Mm. That, like, through, like, everything that I'm going to go through, um, that he'll be there for me. And he's not going to leave because, like, he loves me and he just wants to comfort me through everything. I love that. What about you, Kate? Um, I remember just, like, um, the Lord, or in speaking to me through prayer, um, even just, like, last year um, at camp or just, like, in adoration, I... um kind of would this one he said like two words because i i mean through all this you like sometimes you question Mm -hmm. and you're like why did this or do these kinds of things happen and so i heard him say to me these two words and it kind of like just hit me and he was like um it kind of just reminded me of all of like is like one of those little flashback things where you like are like oh just like remembered of all or you remember everything that um god has like been with you in in like the past and then he will be in like the future well anyway those two were two words were i'm sorry mm-hmm. and so the fact that like he's like there and but like just those Two, like, small little words yeah. made a really big, like, just, like, reminder of that he is very, um, I think this is the right word, <laughs> empathetic and very, yeah. like, compassionate. And so he, like, um, you, like, I, you can, like, unite that kind of, like, suffering, I guess, like, even with, like, Jesus's death on the cross, mm-hmm. which is, that's, like, reminded me a lot, too. So those are yeah that he that he sees you and he knows you and he, yeah. he knows your name and he knows your struggles mm-hmm. and he and he cares yeah yeah that's so beautiful i just i mean and and that's the power of being able to hear the voice of God in prayer right that like so often when people undergo difficulties and struggles they um they feel like God has left them and has done this to them. And, you know, God has shared with you about this wasn't my will mm-hmm. and I'm sorry this happened. And to be able to like have God um, in Eucharistic adoration to be there with Jesus and to hear him say to you, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you're hurting. That changes everything. Or to be able to, like you said, Lizzie, to hear him say, like, I'm never going to leave you. Like that just changes everything. And, and God's voice, it, it's a it's a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. So, girls, what are you? How are you um, bringing your faith to others? Right, you want others to, and I just I want to thank you for for sharing that. Like, I know that it's still raw and it's difficult. And listeners, um, this is like this is just a great example of an authentic relationship with God. What you have, right? It's not clean. It's not polished. It's not mm-hmm. like a professional presentation of like I've memorized every word of this script that I'm going to share. But you're just sharing your heart, and I, that takes a lot of vulnerability. So, thank you for that. Um, and I know that even in 
even in the midst of everything, with you falling in love with Jesus and you falling in love with worship and you undergoing difficulties with your mom's passing, you've always, both of you have remained evangelist and like mm-hmm. you want to share the gospel with others. And like, I don't know, you probably don't hear the, like I hear stories on the street because that's where I hang out on the street <laughs> and people are like, oh man, like Kate's like, like all over Waterson evangelizing her friends and Lizzie, she's like crazy. <laughs> she like as a sixth grader, like organized her whole class to go to Eucharistic adoration. I don't even know how you do that. Like Lizzie, can you like explain a little bit? Like what did you like, did you actually like, convince your class that like they should check out adoration oh kind of yeah (laughs) so i kind of like it's like hey have you heard of adoration and Uh, what's that (laughs) yeah some of i feel like there's a few of them that still don't know what it is but like i was like this is like it's an it's an incredible experience and like um i remember when I was trying to, like, have some of my class to come, um, I remember some, like, not, like, some of them taking it, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Did you um, make flyers, or what'd you do? Like, how'd you convince people to come? You, like, bribe them with ice cream or something? Um, I really think it was just the work of God. I mean, because, <laughs> oh, like... there's a holy answer. Yeah. Um, but probably just, I feel like... Sometimes I think I can be a little bit convincing. There you go. <laughs> uh, that but, smile. Yeah. <laughs> just um, a little. Kate's over here like, yes. <laughs> just a little. Um, but probably, yeah, that. And I remember, um, when was it? I think the beginning of fifth grade year when we were going to sign up for Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking about it. I'm like, hey, guys, this is so cool. Kate, my you sister's can been Jesus. going. Yeah, and my sister's been going for like I mean I don't even remember how many years she had been going like four, and um, I remember then a few months later and they're like oh we're all signed up for Catholic Youth Summer Camp and I'm like yes. wow perfect <laughs> so falling yeah, right I'm, into my yeah. <laughs> I love that great job that's amazing and what about you Kate like what are you doing at Waterson to try to help share the gospel or with your friendships? Oh, gosh. Um, I kind of – sometimes it's a challenge, but, like, um, I love – this is going to sound weird, but I love evangelizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. What are you going to do with your weekend? I'm going evangelizing. <laughs> <laughs> but at school, it can be very hard sometimes. Uh-huh. But um, kind of just, like, sometimes it – like, especially in high school – you don't, like, a lot of people are not, like, very, like, joyful, and they're, they're dreading school, and mm-hmm. so maybe, or a lot of times, I just, like, find that, um, I, like, counteract that, and I'm, like, it's okay, you're almost done with the day, just, like, um, being joyful in, like, every, like, kind of, like, suffering that they're, like, kind of sometimes unnecessarily putting mm-hmm. on themselves, but in helping them, like, realize the, like, bigger picture sometimes. And um, even at lunch, we don't get a lot of times um, during the school day to, like, converse and, like, have, like, real conversations. So whenever I get the chance to, though, um, like, at lunchtime or I always just, like, try to be really, like, present with people and um, even – or if there's like it maybe a topic comes up that's about like your faith or something or if they're 
talking about because I mean, of course, since we go to a Catholic school, we have theology. Yeah. So if we're like talking about something, um, I'll try to be like the best witness I can to um, just like Jesus and like what He speaks, just like about that. But yeah, so joy and just like being very like authentic and like present with people and like smart, just trying to uplift like everyone who's there. I love that. Thank you. That's great. Girls, it's so apparent that you've got such a solid relationship and you're such an anchor for each other. I know in my in my own kids' lives, I want to just encourage them to be that source of strength for one another. I'm wonder- Here's an awkward question for you. I hope that it's not too bad. <laughs> I wonder if you could share with us and with each other today, what inspires you most about your sister? Wow, there That's you go. That's a good question. Um, Kate, why don't you go first? Okay. Um... I think Liz has probably just always been, she's always been very joyful, even now, <laughs> you can imagine. Um, but, and I think, I feel like sometimes we're like five years apart, and so sometimes you think, oh, they probably aren't that close, but like we're like this. And so um, that's probably just come with just everything that we've been through together, but Mm -hmm. also just like in her, just a lot of times she goes like straight in with her face or in, um, she's a very like witness to me of like God and like Jesus, because I can like, I don't know. I see like God through her Mm. a lot in just like the way she acts towards people. And, um, the way you just like interact with others and you're so like caring. And so that's probably I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably so how much. I <laughs> Lizzie, how about you? Uh probably I love how you have the freedom to just like talk to anybody. Like you're just like so nice to everyone you know and new people that you meet. And like I feel like you inspire them and me to like be better people. Because, like, I feel like it's like I've always thought, like, well, I hope I wish I had the same relationship with God as Kate does. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought of that. And I feel like, like, it's just because, like, I feel like you're so connected to him and, and, and like, in so many ways. And, like, you like, I mean, your relationship with God is different from mine, but, like, it's so amazing to, like, have like a role model for me to look up to Mm. and i think like your like love for everyone around like you and like in our family and everything like and not being afraid to talk to people is like super inspiring Mm. amen praise the lord all right girls we're gonna have to go to a break but before that i have one last question for you okay so uh, you've spoken of uh catholic youth summer camp and so if why should someone attend like if if a kid's like on the brink of like i don't know if i want to go to a church camp or i don't know if i want to go to like a, a church retreat type thing like why should someone attend a summer camp for their faith or a retreat for their faith what does it do um, well, you'll definitely like encounter Jesus, but also it's just like the fact it kind of puts in everything, um, that like, or the realization that everything you do, um, connects with like God or 
in some way, even if you're on the zip line (laughs) 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 or you're just doing like activities or like team activities or something, but the everything. And so through that, you'll get like, you'll, um, I guess, realize and just like start to realize that God is like in everything and everything you do and that your faith is connected to like your life. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. All right, Lizzie, you get the last word. Probably. I bet Lizzie gets the last word at home a lot, doesn't she, Kate? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that, um, it like, it helped me find like purpose just like through like finding Jesus <clears throat> like it's helped me a lot to find the purpose in my life and to just like walk through life knowing like hey I have someone out there who loves me and cares for me like and I feel like it helps to find like um like the fullness of life so amen yeah. wise <laughs> words from the mouth of a yeah. seventh grader yeah. all right we're going to take a quick break you're listening to encounter radio co-production of saint gabriel catholic radio and ewtn radio we are going to be right back hey guys this is dan dimite from encounter radio Listen, we all know there's a crisis in our faith. Youth are falling away from the Catholic Church faster than ever before. They are disengaged and lack passion. In order to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America, myself and others have started the country's fastest-growing Catholic camp called Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We offer week-long residential camps for middle school and high school-age students that foster a high-adventure faith, a faith that is deep, contagious, and joy-filled. Your kids will have a blast paintballing and ziplining, They will get to grow in confidence and bravery on our high ropes course. But more importantly, they will find themselves in a truly Catholic environment with daily catechesis that awakens faith and empowers them to live life in the Holy Spirit. Your children will come home from camp having encountered the love of Jesus and excited to go to Mass in adoration. This summer, invest in your child's faith development. Camp will sell out, so register today at CYSC.com. That's CYSC.com. And welcome back to Encounter. Oh my goodness, Aaron. That was insane. Awesome. (laughs) How inspiring, man. Uh, I'm sure like most listeners like, I wish my little like seventh grader was just like Lizzie. (laughs) Yeah, my seventh grader. What about me? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good point. (laughs) Seventh, twelfth grade. Gosh, I I I did not have the depth of of a life of prayer that these that these girls have. Mm -hmm. How inspiring. I I bet that's (laughs) that that has to be going through your minds as listeners today. Yeah, what's sticking out to you the most? One of the one of the coolest things that that I think that uh, Kate was sharing with us was the accessibility of being able to to hear the voice of God and how that's just totally transformed her spiritual life and her intimacy and relationship with him. You know, uh at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, we we actually teach this and we we teach that um we simply have to come to a place where we can give God access to the tools that he's given us to communicate with the world, right? And Kate witnessed to that so incredibly that that it's through her imagination, it's through her intuition, it's through the senses that she has, it's through the the words that she hears in her head, it's through the visions that she sees, right? Every single one of us has this capacity because that's how God's built us to actually <laughs> communicate humans. with the world. <laughs> when you close your eyes, you see things, and it's not weird until we try to label it. So get rid of that stigma. Um, and 
And just to, to know that we can actually give God permission. Let's give God permission. God, we give you permission mm-hmm. to use the tools you've given us to communicate with the world, to communicate with us. Yeah. When I was a kid, they would always say, like, prayer is like having a conversation with God. And I didn't really understand that as a kid, but it really is where I can ask God questions and expect answers. And it was so interesting because Kate was like, well, when I'm in a tough ministry situation, I just ask Holy Spirit to reveal to me what I should say to that person. And, (laughs) you know, Kate isn't, it's not like she's like, oh crap, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? She actually relies on the Holy Spirit. Like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? You know, and then, then you're able to give a prophetic word, a word of encouragement, or maybe Holy Spirit like actually reveals a word of knowledge about a person and you're able to pull that out. And uh, it's just a powerful way to evangelize. And it doesn't take work. It doesn't need to be, (laughs) you don't need to have anxiety about proclaiming the name of Jesus. Yeah. So listeners, I want I want us to learn a lesson from the young today that yeah. we can hear the voice of God. And if they can do it, we can do it. Right. Amen. And um, if only we'd have faith like a child that we actually trusted the father's voice when he spoke to us. So when we asked questions and we saw a vision or we heard a voice, we didn't throw that out as, oh, that's just me talking to myself. But we actually said, yeah. wow, father, you love me so much. That you just revealed that to me. Yeah. Um, One of the coolest witnesses that Kate spoke about was the fact that she's grown in that mm-hmm. and we can grow in that. Amen. So it starts with a practice and with some discipline and in actually just changing the way that we speak and in, in, in experiencing a renewal of, of the, the mindset that we carry into prayer. Yeah, and Lizzie, as a sixth grader, after she encountered Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, starts telling all of her friends about Eucharistic adoration and yeah. gets her friends. And like she was being modest, like from what I've heard from her youth minister, she got like uh, like her whole class to go to Eucharistic adoration together. She like put mm-hmm. flyers all over the school. It was like you're gonna encounter Jesus, come or die. No, it didn't say that. Um, but like, so if we're like, I'm afraid to share the faith at work, like just get over yourself, people. Like if if these young girls can do this, you better you be able to do. do- like, and, and I'm just like called out. Like, yeah. we've, so uh, parents, if you're listening, you're like, man, I was inspired by that. And I wish my young people could encounter Jesus in that powerful way. We want to invite you to look at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, um, CY. SC.com. We're uh, a week-long residential camp that offers high adventure activities for middle school and high school age students. So anyone in currently in fifth grade is eligible to come to Catholic Youth Summer Camp. If you're a young adult listening, you're like, man, I want to serve as a counselor or a missionary at CYSC. Go to CYSC.com backslash mission, and you can sign up to be a missionary and help bring the revival of the Catholic Church in America mm-hmm. to our middle school and high school age youth. This summer, we're going to have close to 4,000 young people here in Ohio in Encountering Jesus Christ in a life-changing way through Catholic Youth Summer Camp. So that's CYSC.com. And uh, Aaron, we got to close. It's time to close up. But uh, you've been listening to Encounter. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us and being a co-host today. You've done a great job. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yes. And listeners, we want to just bless you. So, uh, Father, we just ask that you would inspire our listeners' prayer life. Allow them to hear your voice more clearly. Um, allow them their ears to be open, their minds and their hearts to be transformed. Mm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Encounter. If you want to listen to more of our shows, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. Or you can find our podcast there as well. And uh, if you have a life-changing encounter that you want to share with our audience, you can let us know there as well. Thanks so much. God bless.